UGC. Outdated or essential? Cut through the noise and reveal the truth with our free ebook created in collaboration with VideoWise. Learn proven strategies to encourage customer reviews, leverage email marketing for sales, and boost conversion rate by 9.2%. Download the ebook for free at flowing.com/ugc. Delivering the right message to the right person at the right time is is very very powerful your marketing work for you even when you are not like doing anything welcome to email einstein a podcast by flowium it's time to start honing your inner marketing einstein tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius here you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at flowium it's time for your emails to start earning more money it's time to unleash your Einstein. Hi, everybody. This is Vera and Elisa here at Email Einstein. We're super excited. This is our first podcast episode ever. Um, we are two email marketers at an email marketing agency called Flowium. Um, we're super passionate about email marketing. And because we love what we do, we want to share our insights with you. So today's episode, we're going to shatter some of the fake news and rumors that we've seen floating around about email marketing and around the industry. There are way too many misconceptions out there. People saying that email marketing is dying, that it doesn't work, that it's useless, it's lame, whatever. It's just not true. So we want to go through all of that with you today. Just starting with email marketing and Clavio, learn the ins and outs of Clavio in a week or less with our step-by-step -step course. No stress, no confusion, no nonsense. Go to ClavioMastery.com to learn more. But before we get started, in honor of our very first episode, we want to paint a, bit of, a better picture of those voices that you are listening to. So uh, Vera, if you want to go ahead and start, uh, that'd be great. Thank you for the quick introduction. Thank you, Alyssa. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my God, I'm so pumped. This is literally our first podcast ever, and I'm sure we can share a lot of interesting and relevant stuff with you guys. So my name is Vera. I'm Vancouver-based uh, email marketers. Originally, I'm from Europe. I'm from Ukraine, so you'd better get used to my accent. <laughs> I was a Girl Scout <laughs> growing up, um, and I was was always like up for a challenge we had this all cool and crazy challenges like you have to go to the forest and spend three days alone there with like no tent or nothing just like to survive for three days so I was always for a challenge and my kind of passion for adventure brought me to Canada and the US and that's where I met Andre um, the CEO of the Flowium uh, marketing and we started working together first I started as a copywriter then I started managing this like small businesses and now I manage this huge account and honestly it still like fascinates me every time I see our clients numbers and sales grow honestly this is why I wake up every morning that's the first thing that I do before I make myself a cup of coffee I go and check the sales of our clients because that's a that's an exciting part of our job so I'm really pumped to be here and stay tuned because we do have a lot of cool stuff that we'll be sharing with you guys Awesome. So um, really quick, my name is Elisa and I am based in Boca Raton, Florida. So uh, one of my childhood dreams was actually to become the first non-native born U.S. female president. Um, but 
so non-native born because I was actually born in England. Uh, but then I decided to take over the world through email marketing instead. So here I am. Where is your cute accent, Alyssa? Can you do that? Yeah, I know, right? Seriously. So yeah. I actually moved to the U.S. when I was five years old. And uh, I lost it within six months because I wanted to be like all my American friends. So I lost it. And here I am. I sound like everybody else now. <laughs> well, I still don't sound like everybody else. I know. You're lucky, though. You have a cool accent. I just have a lame Floridian accent now. So no offense to my Floridians who are listening out there. And another fun fact about you, you just got married and we all were yes. watching your um, your Facebook wedding because it was during the quarantine time. So that was fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a 2020 has definitely been a crazy year. I'm sure everyone can agree with everything that's going on. Um, I just recently got married a couple months like Vera mentioned. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a year full of crazy changes. So your so entire uh, life is now online. You're getting you got married online, you work online. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you could say that email marketing is probably uh, pretty important to me because it all has to do with the digital world, which is where it seems like my whole life is now given the uh, the quarantine state of things. So um, yeah, so one of the reasons why I actually got into email marketing is because I am the queen of subscribing to literally oh, yes, every you are sharing those emails with yeah. us all the time. <laughs> Yeah, constantly, constantly. Every mailing list that's put in front of me, even if I'm not interested, I subscribe. I add my email shamelessly and it's just crazy. So in the last couple of years, I actually started to realize how much I hated checking my inbox because of, of all the junk many, that I was receiving. How many unread emails do you have now? Well, okay, so I'm a little bit OCD, so I actually read through every single email. So I open every single one, <laughs> which means I don't really help with the open rate for a lot of these companies. But um, so I don't have any unread messages in my inbox, but I've actually started to unsubscribe a lot because I realized that I wasn't doing anyone any justice by just <laughs> subscribing to everything. Um, so now I subscribe to brands that I really like or that are competitors to the clients that I work with. So then I can kind of get an insight to what other people are doing. But um yeah i'm trying to be better about it it's a it's a weird habit that i formed <laughs> in the last few years and i'm trying to be good <laughs> so well, now um, since you've worked in email marketing for like a few months or almost a year now so what's your kind of quick tip or like what is the quick advice that you can give to anyone who's starting in, in email marketing so that's actually a great question, Vera. So one of the things that what, that we want to start doing on this podcast every single episode is we want to include a pro tip for all of our subscribers out there who are listening. Um, and we'll usually pick something that's based on the relevance to the topic that we'll be discussing because today is a, more of an introductory uh, sort of episode mm -hmm. for us. Uh, we want to just kind of give a quick tip about when the best day and time to send an email is. So there have been tons and tons of studies done around this, but it seems like the best time that all the data has collectively shown is 10 a.m. on a Tuesday, which is kind of weird and kind of yeah, interesting. That's not something and I know, that you expect, right? <laughs> Yeah, not at all. You'd think like, oh, maybe like 9am on a Saturday or something like that. But people are checking their emails religiously, usually around kind of like that sort of lazing mm -hmm. point of the morning during the workday. And so Tuesday, Tuesday still kind of boggles my mind. Apparently the best days are Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. But, yeah, um, but it's in any like case, case by case, right? So right, exactly. Like and like for and it also really depends on your audience 100%. as well. Like, 
Exactly. So um, that's definitely something that we will be covering in future podcasts. But if you are stuck on trying to figure out when to send an email, um, try 10 a.m. on a Tuesday and send us some feedback and let us know if that worked for you and, and your audience that you're working yeah, with. Yeah, definitely. And remember, we were discussing that for some like female uh, audience for like female brands, Sunday works good as well, because it's a part of like girls routine, often like drinking coffee on Sunday morning and like going through some emails and like buying some stuff. So I know that I do that. So again, it's very like case by case. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And we find that some of our client e-commerce brands that are more focused on females tend to do really well when they send out campaigns on Sunday Mm -hmm. mornings because it's like you said, Vera, you know, women are more often than not, they have a little bit of quiet time on a Sunday morning and they're like, "Mm, let's get into some e-commerce let's get into some online shopping so um that's definitely something that we see too but again it's all based on on your audience and how you segment them and what you're selling and um definitely something to to keep an eye out for um from us that we'll be discussing in in future episodes right right. well now Alyssa, since you worked in the industry for a bit now uh what were kind of your biggest like misconceptions about email marketing before you started uh working in the industry So I'll tell you what, Vera, one of my first things that I was really, really skeptical about is, um, and kind of the first myth that we're going to be talking about today is that email marketing is dying. And honestly, this was one that I fully believed with my whole heart before I got into email marketing. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I just thought, uh, emails, like I get so many and they're all in my junk box and I don't care and they're terrible and I just have there's no way that email marketing is something that actually works. But it's interesting because people say that primarily because social media is taking over the world, what it feels like. But but here for us working at Flowium and also even us here at Email Einstein, we really beg to differ with that kind of a claim. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to throw out some studies and numbers at all of you to paint a better picture of what we're trying to get at. So. According to Ascend, um, 51% of marketers say that the success of email marketing is often limited by the lack of relevant information about their contacts, which really makes us think that people only think email marketing is dying because companies are dying out on their relevance. Mm -hmm. So this is a word that we really want to focus on because it's something that we focus on in at Flowium at our email marketing agency, but it's also something that we really want to press hard here through our episodes with email Einstein. Relevance is super, super important. It's bolded on every page of notes that I have. It's bolded in all my documents, all my emails to my, my clients. So um, it's something that we want to highlight here is just remember that word relevance. Um, so according to another study that was done in 2016 by HubSpot, 78% of email marketing recipients claim to have canceled their email subscriptions because they are receiving way too many emails. Now, if I had to guess, I would imagine that recipients were receiving too many irrelevant exactly, emails, yeah. but that's just kind of a caveat that we're adding here based on what we know about email marketing. So in another study that was done by McKinsey and company, email marketing is up to 40 times more effective than social media. And in the same study, they show that the buying process happens three times faster with email than in social media, which 
honestly, like, and Vera, I don't know if this applies for you too, but I can totally relate. Like if I see an ad on my Instagram, for example, and I'm scrolling through Mm -hmm. and it's a pair of yoga pants or something, and I click on that ad and I go to the store and I'm like all hyped up because I've seen a really cool ad. I add that item into my cart and then I'm like, I don't really want to pay $40 for leggings. I'm just going to kind of swerve it. But I've gone through that whole process. I just didn't press purchase. And then I Mm -hmm. leave. The thing that's got me to purchase those yoga pants is because I got an abandonment cart email in my inbox a few hours later. Happens to me all the time. And not having those emails is just like leaving the money on the table, right? And uh, often small businesses don't realize that because they think that email marketing is only for like big dogs and stuff like that. We'll discuss it a bit later, but 100% emails is actually how you build the relationship with the brand. Because I've heard that you need to hear about the brand for like 13 times or something just like to Mm -hmm. recognize the brand, right? So one Instagram ad is not enough to start having that relationship with a brand. So that's an excellent point, Alyssa. Yeah, no, for sure. And it kind of tying back to what you had just mentioned, Vera. So in email marketing, companies already have a base of subscribers who are actually interested in the subjects that companies send out. So they have people that have an interest because they've subscribed, they've opted in. Whereas with social media, you don't have that. With email marketing, you can choose whether or not you want to open and read the emails, but in social media, you can't. You're constantly flogged with ads and you have to see them whether you like it Mm -hmm. or not. Now, they do have methods in how they can target those ads, but if you're tired of seeing leggings, um, you know, it's, you can't just speak into your phone and say, Hey, listen, Instagram, stop sending me ads about leggings. You know, it's not, that's not how it works. So with email marketing, it's nice because there's a little more strategy around sending personalized and interest-based content to people who want Mm -hmm. to receive that content, not necessarily just targeting 20 to 40 year olds who are women that have maybe gone to a gym in the last year, you know? So, um, Okay, so another study here, according to the fourth source website, 92% of internet users have at least one email account. This is huge uh, because this shows that most people actually have an email address, which means that your range of who you can actually reach is way larger than social media. I mean, honestly, like how many people do you know that do not have any social media accounts? I can name five off the top of my (laughs) head. And one of those people is actually my husband. (laughs) So yeah, he's like not about Instagram, doesn't have any social media. He has a Facebook account, but hasn't logged on in the last six (laughs) months. I tag him and stuff and he never likes it or anything. And I'm like, dude. That's why he didn't like your wedding post, right? (laughs) Yeah, you know, he doesn't probably like the only one on. on your friends list who didn't like your wedding pictures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just because some you can rely mm-hmm. on people having an email address or an email account versus having a social media account. You're way more likely to target that audience that isn't necessarily plugged in into like the social media savvy world, but they are plugged into companies and brands that they're actually interested in knowing more about. So that's that's another big mm-hmm. thing. Um, another kind of and this is sort of like the final fact, hard fact that I'm going to throw out at all of you is um, according to the Redicati group, the number of email users will grow to three billion in 2020. I told you this year is crazy. 2020 is like the year of craziness. How many people do you know 
personally that are actually disabling or deleting their social media accounts these days to help with their mental health or because they don't use it or because they're tired of everything that's going on on social media versus how many people you know that are deleting their email address. There's no, there's no comparison between point. the two. Well, basically to, to even register on Facebook or Instagram, you still need to have that email, right? So it's exactly. possible to have uh, social media without having an email. So, Right, exactly. So um, just a couple of perks of email marketing to kind of support all these, all these different studies. Email marketing is actually fairly inexpensive in comparison to what a lot of people think. There are even some platforms out there that offer clients the ability to send thousands of emails a month for free. But of course, to a limited amount of subscribers, but still you're able to use that platform to send emails for free. That's crazy. That doesn't exist with social media. You have to pay for your mm-hmm. ads. There's no, there's no way around it. Um, with email marketing, you also have the ability to A-B test what emails work best for different segments of your audience, what emails work best with copy, design. There are thousands and thousands of different tests that you can do with emails. Um, and with emails, you also have the ability to send personalized messages to your subscribers between and you can go anywhere from calling them by their first name to adding a dynamic content block that will show them the exact item that they're interested in Mm -hmm. so going back to that abandonment card example that i was giving before when i got that email there was a picture of the exact pair of leggings in the exact color and the exact size that i was looking at that's huge an ad it's rare that you see an ad that will do that for you Um, and when you give that personalized touch in your emails it's just there's such a greater impact. So listen, I know y'all want to call us biased, call us email nerds. You can call us whatever you want, but there is no denying that email marketing is doing the very opposite of dying. It's actually thriving. And I'm definitely a convert when it comes to that because I thought it was dying and now I know that it's not. Um, So our, our, our take on that is really, as long as you're investing time, effort, and most importantly, relevant strategy into your emails, there's that word again, there is no way that you and your e-commerce store can't thrive too. So there's that. Um, Vera, if you want to hit us with a couple of your biggest misconceptions about email marketing before you started working in the industry, I'm, I'm really keen to know what you thought as well. Yeah, well, um, your email is not wanted. It's kind of like a big of big misconceptions that I believed in. Like all email is spam is another big one. And when I try to explain to people um, like what I do, they, and I say that I'm in email marketing, they automatically think that I'm sending them those like spammy email marketing messages. (laughs) And yes, the term spam is very, very scary word in this industry when, when it comes to email marketing. But I'll tell you what, in reality, only about like zero, zero, 5% of people will hit this pump button. That's Mm. less than 1%. um, That's less basically than one person per 2000 emails, if you think about it. And here at Flowium, our like motto or something that we strongly believe in is that delivering the right message to the right person at the right time is is very very powerful at flowing mm-hmm. we consider spam to be any unwanted email so whether it's like a batch and blast of emails or just like poor segmentation spam email is 
untimely and irrelevant email. And believe me, your customers, they want to hear from you. They just don't want you to be sending them something that is like not relevant, not interested. And this is where segmentation mm -hmm. actually comes, um, mm -hmm. comes into the picture. Um, we tell people to segment their list for many reasons. One of them is to avoid spam folders, obviously. And because email clients like Gmail um, mm -hmm. or Yahoo, they learn from users' behavior. The more people mark your emails as spam, the more email clients see your IP address as the one that is sending this like unwanted messages. And that's when they will begin sending your emails to spam folders in their um, emails. So I, I had a great example. For example, we have this client who's selling parrot collars. So that's actually an issue. Yeah, we, we worked with like gazillion different brands and turned out that uh, when parrots get anxious, they start like plucking their feathers. So she's selling this like super cute little collars to prevent them from plucking. But can you imagine if she would send like a promotion for these collars to other pet owners? Because she works with like other um, pet owners, like cat owners or, or dog right. owners or something. That would simply be irrelevant. And of course, people don't want to be getting like this kind of emails. But believe me, as long as you're providing helpful, informative content, you are unlikely to be flagged for spam. So for example, there are like a few, a few brands that I'm like opening all their emails religiously. I really, really love um, this brand called Chubby's. Um, mm -hmm. It's the, uh, it's a really fun brand. If you haven't subscribed to them, you should. Ooh, uh, they're the, it's the bathing suit company, right? Yeah. I mean, they are yeah. selling everything. They are selling yep. like, yeah, yeah. originally the they started the shirts. Yep. So their shirt shirts is their thing. And they are also sending, selling like all kinds of clothes now. But I'm looking forward to their email every Friday. Or like every Tuesday, I wake up to this other newsletter from a company called Intelligent Change, where they just mm -hmm. like give you the list of like relevant resources for the week. People want to hear from you. People want to have a relationship with your brand. If they, if they want to associate with your brand, and again, as long as you are providing helpful content, you will unlikely end up in their spam. Yeah. So that that was a that was a big one for me. That's a really good point, actually. Is people people want to feel like they're part of a brand that's bigger than just selling something. They want to feel like they're part of something bigger. And if you can form that relationship between your brand and your customer base, then there's, I mean yeah, you're going to win. <laughs> you're going to win no matter what. So that's a really good point. What are your kind of favorite uh, brands that you're looking forward to receive emails from? So one of the brands that I love is it's called Andy Swim. Um, they sell bathing suits for women primarily. Um, and now they just launched a maternity line and then also a little kids line, which is really, really cute to look at. <laughs> um, but I love their emails. Um, because they send really fun content. And even though it's a bit of a plug to get you to buy their, their bathing suits, which I have mm -hmm. two of now, <laughs> but um, their, their emails are awesome. Like in the, in the height of all the quarantine, they sent out an email that linked you to several different YouTube videos where if you, um, based on the kind of vacation that you like, so whether you like uh, being in a hot tub in the mountains or being in a tropical paradise on the beach or something like that, they would give you a recommendation of which bathing suit you should be wearing and then also a link to a YouTube video that would take you to that vacation virtually. Oh my goodness, that's so it was, cute. It was genius. It was 
it was such a good email because even though I didn't necessarily purchase a bathing suit from that company, I was on that YouTube video for like a good several minutes until I kind of <laughs> I kind of knocked myself out of it and I was like, what am I doing? I live, <laughs> I live practically at the beach. So, but it was really cool because they, they gave the customer an opportunity to be taken through a journey and you were able to kind of connect and relate to the fact that everyone is suffering through this quarantine and everyone wants to go on a vacation and it almost, it, it helped you feel like you were part of a bit more of a, a, a greater collective. So, um, I love their emails. I think they do such a good job. Their design is awesome. Um, they definitely don't send too many emails. They send them at the right time when there's new product launching or when there's a new kind of scheme to their loyalty program or anything like that. So um, that's definitely a brand that I love, love, love receiving emails from. And that's interesting that you mentioned, um, Ed, because one of my other misconceptions uh, is that um, like targeted and personalized email marketing is only for like big players, you know, only for the mm -hmm. big dogs of the industry. That's actually one of the things that I did not understand before coming into email marketing is that email marketing, A, is not just campaigns and B, it's not just for big, big, expensive brands who can afford this fancy uh, marketing and who have like super long email list. If you mm -hmm. thought so too, buckle up because we do have a lot of information to share here. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I started to work in the industry, I realized that the heart and the soul of email marketing is actually the automated flows. Those like highly targeted, uh, very like on point automations. And they can be so, so powerful. So basically in email marketing, there are two biggest terms, automations, um, also known as flows and campaigns. So campaigns are your one-time emails that you send to like a particular small segments. For example, your 4th of July, your newsletter, your Black Friday promotion, your uh, donut day. Yes, that's the thing. Actually, we've done it in the past with one of our customers and this, uh, this um, campaign was like super successful. <laughs> each time you send a campaign, you'll have to manually build it out. You'll have to manually like create the copy again you'll have to create the design every time so something that people don't realize is don't realize often is that flows is actually where all the magic happens flows mm -hmm. is like your automated emails that are based on like set of triggers and filters you can think of this flows as your little like employees that are doing <laughs> your marketing work for you <laughs> even if you're even when you are not like doing it. and the beauty of this flow, the little fairies in the background oh yeah 100% <laughs> I, I i believe in fairies now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so customers will basically enter the flow automatically every time they meet the conditions or do like a certain behavior in the flow. So for example, every time someone leaves something in their cart and like, um, like forget about the cart and leave, they will start going through the abandonment cart flow. Or every time they opt in into your newsletter list, they will start going through your welcome series. And, and you don't need to do 
anything for that. This is like, this is the beauty, right? So these emails are always super timely, super personalized and super, super relevant to your readers. That's how, Alyssa, that's how you mentioned um, in your example with the bathing suit companies. All of those Mm -hmm. emails, they were like highly, highly relevant to you. They were like based on your personal preferences. They were not like sending you gazillions of different irrelevant emails. They were not like bombarding you, um, like exhausting you almost (laughs) with the messages. They sent something that specifically Alyssa will like. So that's right. So that's kind of like the, the beauty of it. And, um, and as I mentioned, you can set up the email once and then as more people continue to meet the trigger you defined, the email will continue to be sent like without even you having to like lift, lift a, a finger. And despite mm-hmm. the popular misconception that by the way, I did have as well, automations are not only for like big dogs of e-commerce, right? A lot, a lot of small business owners um, can actually like benefit from, um, from like email automation. So Alyssa, I, probably you, you have a lot of small businesses that you work uh, with as well that can, uh, that can benefit from, um, from email marketing automation. So can you, can you give us some like cool example of like how it can help a little business to, to, to thrive? Sure. Yeah. So um, I don't work with this company specifically, but there's actually a a brand that's local here to South Florida. It's called Hubs and Hers. Mm -hmm. Um, They have really cool posts on Instagram. They actually find um, uh, husband and wife couples all around um, South Florida that they they find who've purchased their merchandise and then they take pictures of them and post them all over their Instagram and everything. So it's cool because you have the opportunity to kind of feature as a brand ambassador without that title, you know? Um, but I recently purchased, um, a, a couple of t-shirts for my husband and I, um, through their, through their website. And I popped it into my cart and I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to leave it and I'll come back to it later on. And sure enough, like two hours later, I got an abandonment cart email with a 20% discount. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was shocked that I got that email because knowing what I know about, uh, automations and knowing that I, what I know about this very small local brand, most of these, most brands don't have these kinds of automations in place. And it was really impressive to me to see such a small local brand having something like that in in place. So as soon as I got that email, I wanted to take advantage of the 20% (laughs) anyways, but I bought the product right away, A, because of the discount, but also B, I was super impressed by the fact that they had something like that in place. So just because you might be a small local brand or you have a small inventory or whatever it is, it does not mean that automations, um, and I'm sure that Hubs and Hers does really, really well and probably makes a lot of sales just from that abandonment cart flow alone, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a misconception that people think uh, automations are too complex or too complicated, too expensive, whatever it is, but it's right. not. They're easy to put in place and um, it's a great opportunity to take advantage of, of uh, capitalizing on customers that are just need an extra little push to convert. 
Yeah. And knowing what I know about email marketing now and about those automations, I just like, I'm shocked how often people just like decide to leave the money on the table just mm -hmm. because they don't know about the power of this tool. And like going back to your abandonment card example, uh, like since I work in the industry now, I never purchase anything like right away. I always yep. put it in, into the card. <laughs> I leave for like a day and like in very, very often I get some kind of like a discount or incentive <laughs> that I can use. And that's what I, I'm telling like to all of my girlfriends and all of my friends, yep. like, hey, don't, don't buy like right away. Just yep. like wait for some kind of incentive. Yep. Well, anyways, <laughs> that's a, that's a really cool little feature. And just think about it. You, you mentioned about the small business as a business owner, you have to think of so many small things and like small business owners, they basically have so many stuff on their plate, the production, distribution, shipping, consulting, support. Often you're like a one, one one person show right so and often email marketing does not seem like a high priority mm, yeah but often it is what actually brings sales into the business yep. I know because like me and my husband we own a small business and often sales are like overlooked you 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 like juggling production you're talking to your manufacturer like doing the ads and everything but but email marketing is marketing email marketing is what actually like converts and what brings sales into the business. Mm -hmm. And as your business grows, like automation of any kind is like inevitable, right? So better set those system in place proactively, like early. Um, and like, I'd say that the very minimum that you can do for your brand are like flows like welcome flow. So you can start building the relationship with your customer. Yeah. Post purchase flow. So you can say like, hey, thank you for joining the tribe. Here is like, thank you for being in the part of the brand and stuff like that. The abandonment card is your huge money maker mm -hmm. as well. So this are the very like minimum that you can do. But believe me, email marketing is so much more than like this three flows and those like few, few campaigns. So our, our big message is that when your marketing is targeted, when it's personalized. So personalized marketing actually equals relevant marketing. And we will be using this word relevant so many times because this is what the entire owned marketing is about. Mm -hmm. Relevant marketing drives revenue. So that's, that's why we are actually so passionate about what we do. Yeah, it's true. I'm a little nervous here. I feel like we're giving away all our email marketing secrets to everybody. People, <laughs> everyone's going to discover the abandonment cart situation and all the customers that we know for our clients are going to start waiting for that, that next discount email. <laughs> Come on, Alyssa, you know that email marketing is so much more than, than that one um, abandonment cart flow. But hey, that's why we created this uh, podcast, right? So yeah. we can share the how-tos of the industry because again, we believe that email marketing is like affordable tool that like any kind of business can benefit from for sure. And even if you like, even if you don't have like gazillion people on your email list, still take the advantage of this tool. That's, that's what we are here for. Um, we'll be like giving you a lot of like secrets and how to, so stay tuned. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So um, before we wrap up, just a quick other component to most of our episodes that you will see is uh, we want to hear back from all of you um, as you're listening to our podcast episodes we want to hear what you have to say we want to know about your questions are there certain things that you want to know more about for email marketing so um, every week what we're going to start doing is answering a community question at the end of each episode um, 
in order to send over your questions, best way to do that is to submit them directly to um, Vera and myself, Elisa. So um, you can either send your questions to Vera at Flowium.com. So that's V-I-R-A at Flowium.com or Elisa, A-L-I-S-S-A at Flowium.com. Um, the other thing to note is we do have a Facebook community. It's called Clavio Community. Um, it's a Facebook group that is open to the public, so you're more than welcome to join and put your questions in there. And we've built up a bit of a community, so we have people answering for each other and, and providing tips and feedback and things like that. So uh, we definitely want to make email marketing something that is more accessible for everybody. Um, and that's really why we're here. So uh, make sure that you take advantage of these of these resources that we have for all of you so that we can, uh, we can all grow together a little more in email marketing. Yay. Thank you, Alyssa. We're so excited to be here. You guys stay tuned. We will be releasing one episode per week and a lot of cool and exciting stuff are coming. So stay tuned. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales because great emails equals revenue squared. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to claim your free ebook and learn how to drive conversions with UGC in 2024. From fresh ways to use UGC on your website to revenue pooling email strategy. Discover actionable insights to master your UGC game in 2024. Stop missing out. Go to flowroom.com slash UGC and download this ebook for free.